We're going to turn to our Bible reading now. Um, So it's uh, Luke chapter 19, controversially. Luke chapter 19, verses 1 to 10. So uh, the Lord Jesus uh, uh, was approaching Jericho, a place called Jericho. He's just met and healed uh, a blind beggar. Uh, And that's just before. uh, And then uh, chapter 19, uh, picking up at verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Uh, we're going to turn back to, to Luke chapter 19, verses 1 to 10. If we could have the PowerPoint up, um, that would be fantastic. There he is. Old Scrooge. Uh, one of the great characters of, of Christmas. Um, and there is, um, if we could have the next slide... There's Charles Dickens, um, who uh, is one of the great shapers of our modern Western uh, Christmas traditions in all sorts of ways through the, the, the story that he tells through Christmas Carol. Actually, he wrote a number of things about Christmas and through the films. Of course, there have been many films, haven't there, of uh, Christmas Carol Scrooge uh, and the creation of that character Scrooge. Dickens has shaped uh, how, how we do things, uh, how we celebrate uh, and the festivities uh, that we enjoy. But why why Scrooge this morning? I mean, he's not actually one of the characters of Christmas, is he? He's not one of the, he's not one of the biblical characters. You don't find him in, in Luke chapter 2 or in the early chapters of Matthew. He's, he's not there, is he? Why Scrooge today? Well, my contention is that uh, Dickens must have got his inspiration from somewhere. He must have got his inspiration for this wonderful character Scrooge uh, somewhere, uh, just listen to this. Uh, it's a fantastic, uh, Dickens, amazing author. Um, this is his description of Scrooge. Oh, but he was a tight-fisted hand at the grindstone, Scrooge. A squeezing, wrenching, scraping, clutching, covetous old sinner. Hard and sharp as flint, self-contained, solitary as an oyster. He carried his own low temperature always about with him. No warmth could warm him. It's a fantastic description, isn't it? Uh, And, well, where did Dickens get this character from? Where did he get Scrooge from? Where, what what informed his imagination? 
Well, at least in part, the Bible, actually. Uh, Dickens was saturated in the Bible. Read any of his stuff, it, it's saturated in the Bible, particularly the New Testament and particularly uh, the stories of Jesus and his encounters with, with people. Um, Dickens was massively um, shaped by these things. I'm not claiming necessarily that he was a personal follower of Jesus, and I wouldn't particularly encourage you to go to Dickens for your theology necessarily, but uh, I think he was massively influenced by the Bible uh, and the Gospels. Uh, and don't take my word for it. This is Dickens himself. This is a letter that he wrote to his son, Edward. Uh, and he said of the New Testament, he said, the New Testament is the best book that ever was or will be known in the world. Uh, in another letter that he wrote, uh, he talked about the teachings of our master, the Lord Jesus. He said that they were the great source of all moral goodness. Uh, and then he said this, all my strongest illustrations are derived from the New Testament. Uh, one scholar has said, in profound ways, the Christian religion makes sense of his work. What we're going to see this morning is the profound uh, similarities and also differences between Scrooge and the man that we meet in Luke chapter 19. Now, at the end of it, whether you agree with me or not, you think, Laura, Richie, a bit of a stretch there or whatever, I think maybe Zacchaeus does um, inspire Dickens to, to create his character. But whether you agree with me or not, there's a lot to learn uh, from this man here in Luke uh, chapter 19 as he uh, meets the Lord Jesus for himself. So let's take a look and we'll, we'll see a bit of Scrooge as we go uh, along. The first thing that we see is a cold, covetous collaborator. Uh, Jesus, he's, he's gone to Jericho. He's now sort of passing through Jericho and we meet Zacchaeus, don't we? Verse 2, a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. In other words, he's greedy and he's unpopular, very unpopular. Uh, he's unpopular because he's a tax collector and that basically means that he's a collaborator with the Roman authorities. A bit like, uh, say, in the Second World War uh, in France, if someone collaborated, a Frenchman collaborated with the Nazis, they're, they're a collaborator and uh, they would be incredibly uh, unpopular and they'd better watch their backs as well. And it's, that's exactly who Zacchaeus is. Uh, he, 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 people hate him. People are very hostile uh, towards him. Uh, and not only that, he's wealthy which means that he's taking more than he should do. Okay, he's collecting the taxes, but he's taking more than he should do. He's, he, he's a thief. He's stolen. He's defrauded. He's, he's cheated all sorts of people in his community. So he's deeply unpopular, very greedy man. And not just any old tax collector is he. He's the chief tax collector, the worst of the worst. He's cold, he's callous, he's covetous. If you think of that description, it's, it's, but he was a tight uh, ha fisted hand at the grindstone, Zacchaeus, a squeegeeing, wrenching, scraping, clutching, covetous old sinner. Uh, he's very similar. It fits rather well, doesn't it? Uh, but Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus, didn't he? Uh, he was, um, he was a, a small man, a bit like this guy here. Um, I'm, I'm going to get him every week now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to squeeze and wrench uh, this picture of Rick into every sermon, okay? Um, please send your ideas, uh, answers on a postcard, email me, any, any stuff. So a bit like this guy here. Um, 
<laughs> it's naughty, isn't it? Um, I get to be naughty sometimes. Uh, so uh, he's a small man, and so he can't get to see Jesus because of the crowd. Not only because of a lot of people, but this crowd, they are hostile towards him. They are angry with him. This is not a safe place for Zacchaeus. Um, so uh, he does then two things which are really unusual. The f- first thing is that he runs, and then he climbs a, a sycamore fig tree. Now, in the Middle East, then and now, prominent, powerful men do not run and they do not climb trees. That, that didn't happen then. And to a large degree, that, that doesn't happen now. In fact, there's a, there's a modern example of this. So a wee while back, but in modern times, in Cairo, in Egypt, the American ambassador under John Kennedy... Uh, he's written his memoirs, and there was an incident where he climbed up a tree uh, inside the kind of walled ambassador's residence, you know, the sort of garden, climbed up a tree uh, to fix some lights for an embassy garden party. And this was a sort of private thing. He was just putting some lights up in a walled garden. But somehow word got out. It became known, and word got all the way back to President Nasser. Uh, and he had him sort of he brought before him in front of a whole audience and quizzed and questioned him. Was this really true? Had he really climbed the tree? I mean, to us, that just seems like, well, yeah, you need to put the lights up. But you see, uh, to them, this is deeply shocking that a prominent, powerful man should, well, first of all, run, but secondly, uh, climb up a tree. But Zacchaeus does both of those things. He runs as fast as his little legs uh, will carry him. He gets ahead of the crowd, doesn't he? Uh, and he wants to see Jesus, and he climbs up in the tree, which is a good idea, so he can see Jesus. I think there's a bit more to it than that. I think up in that leafy tree, he'll be able to see Jesus, but he will also be hidden from the crowd who don't like him, and also, he hopes, from Jesus. But we'll see. (laughs) Uh, The second thing that we see is a costly, casual call. It's not casual, is it? Uh, Verse 5, Jesus reached the spot. He looked up and said to to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Jesus says to Zacchaeus, doesn't he? I must stay. It's very strong in the Greek. I must stay at your house today. Um, This is no casual call. This is part of the, there's something of the divine plan and purpose here. Jesus is on a mission. Jesus has come to Jericho to see Zacchaeus today. Uh, Earlier on in Luke's Gospel, chapter 9, he he talks about, you see this in the Gospels, he says that the Son of Man must suffer and must be rejected and must be killed and three days later must rise again. And here he uses the same word to say, Zacchaeus, I must come to your house today. So this is part of Jesus' mission. It's part of his purpose. It's not casual, but it is costly. This is a costly visit uh, to Zacchaeus as Jesus moves towards this man who is hated in his community. Jesus demonstrates a costly love to this cold, covetous collaborator. He moves towards him, this man who was deeply hated, deeply unpopular, and it's almost as if the anger towards Zacchaeus is transferred to the Lord Jesus. Verse 7, all the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. 
You see, as Jesus goes to Zacchaeus, it's almost like he's unclean and Jesus has gone to him and he's in his house and he's eating with him. And therefore, as far as their understanding goes, Jesus is making himself unclean. He's going near a, a sinner. And Jesus, if, if you like, bears the brunt of that, you see. It's costly, isn't it, for Jesus to go to Zacchaeus. There's just a, there's just a glimpse here of the cross, of, of sacrifice, of Jesus bearing the brunt of something for someone else. Giving out costly love. I just think of the visit uh, for a moment. Uh, visiting sort of part of Christmas, isn't it? When I was a kid, we used to have to go on this big round and we'd go and visit all these different families and drop off presents and parcels and, and all that kind of stuff. And by the end, you'd just be like dehydrated. And, and my brother and sister would be on the floor in someone's house wrestling each other and mum and dad would be trying to stop and all these ornate things that they might break and stuff. It was uh, going around visiting different people. But here there's a visit, isn't there? Jesus uh, visits uh, Zacchaeus. And this is the linchpin uh, in the story, just like with Scrooge, isn't it? Just like with Scrooge, you think that we've got nasty old Scrooge, and then he's visited by these three spirits in the night, and then he's transformed. It's a very similar structure to the story. And here, the linchpin is Jesus visiting Zacchaeus. And as Jesus visits this one sinner, it's a small picture of Jesus visiting our world of sin. It's got a touch of Christmas about it, hasn't it? As he visits this one sinner, Zacchaeus, it's just a little picture of Jesus' greater visit into this world of sin in which we live. As, as Jesus enters his house, it's a small picture of him entering our world. As Jesus eats with sinners, it's a reminder that he would have table fellowship with you and with me, that he would come into our lives, our homes, and, and be with us despite our sin. Now, who takes the initiative in the story? I, think, I always think when you read this, it, it's tempting to think that Zacchaeus takes the initiative, isn't it? He runs along his little legs and he climbs up the tree so he can see Jesus. But no, it's, it's not Zacchaeus, it's Jesus, isn't it? Jesus takes the initiative. Why is Jesus even going to Jericho? He's going so he can see Zacchaeus. He's on a mission to go and see Zacchaeus, and he takes the initiative. He shows costly love to Zacchaeus, which is a small picture of the costly love which brought the Prince of Glory down to a manger, <laughs> isn't it? This little visit, it's a, it's a picture of almost of Christmas. Uh, Scrooge receives three ghostly visitations in the night, doesn't he? Three spirits, they inform him, past, present and future. They sort of transform him along the way. Zacchaeus received one costly visit as Jesus entered his home and as he entered his heart as well. It's the Christmas carol, isn't it? Uh, oh, little town uh, where meek souls will receive him still. The dear Christ enters in. That's what happens here, isn't it? Jesus enters Zacchaeus' heart and his life 
at this moment. And he's transformed, isn't he? It's amazing. I love this story. Uh, he's, got, he's got a feel of Scrooge again, hasn't he? You know, Scrooge, after all of that, Scrooge goes out and buys a great big turkey and he just goes crazy, doesn't he? He's kind of showering things on people and he's so happy and excited about, about Christmas. And it's very similar here with Zacchaeus, isn't it? In verse 8, he stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Just imagine that. Just imagine what that would have looked like. Uh, just imagine uh, people's faces <laughs> like, uh-huh. <laughs> what? <laughs> is, that, is that Zacchaeus? As he goes and he, and he dishes out his wealth to all these people that he's defrauded. Can you imagine just the, the noise, the hubbub of that, the gossip around the, the community totally transformed? Uh, imagine the social and economic impact of that. You know, imagine that if you like the Bob Cratchits or whatever, the, the people who've been defrauded and now they're, they're given back more than they've been cheated of. As Zacchaeus goes out and does all of that, all because he had met Jesus. Just because he'd met Jesus. Uh, the description of the changed Scrooge, this could be Zacchaeus. Uh, he became as good a friend, as good a master, and as good a man as the good old city knew. That's Jericho, isn't it? That's Zacchaeus. Transformed man, transformed town. One last thing that we need to see, an aim to reclaim the lost. Jesus responds to him, verse 9, doesn't he? He says, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. Salvation has come to this house today. The kingdom has come to this house today. Because Jesus has come to this house today. That's right, isn't it? Jesus has entered Zacchaeus' house and brought salvation. Why does he refer to him as a son of Abraham? He's saying he's been brought in. So as Jesus goes into his home, Jesus brings him into his family. Brings Zacchaeus into his family, a son of Abraham, loved, belonging in the family. Why? Verse 10 it's such a famous verse, isn't it? Verse 10, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. That's the aim of Jesus' game, isn't it? All along, to save lost people. It's amazing grace, isn't it? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. You could imagine Zacchaeus singing that, couldn't you? A wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. This is my slightly battered copy of, um, you see up there, a, a Christmas Carol, Charles Dickens. I obviously looked at it uh, this week. And um, it's odd because uh, when you read the, in this version, um, they've chopped out all the headings. All the way through, there's headings. There's loads of them, dozens of them. Um, and they've chopped them all out. And then they've stuck them in the back in a little appendix. So appendix two, Dickens' descriptive headlines for A Christmas Carol. And they're all listed here. And um, so there's, you know, Out Upon Merry Christmas. That's Scrooge saying that, I guess. And all these little titles, At Bob Cratchits and Poor Tiny Tim. And these titles through the story. Guess what the last one is? It says this. Scrooge reclaimed by Christmas. Scrooge reclaimed by Christmas. Now that is classic Dickens, isn't it? 
You know, the true spirit of Christmas has gotten into Scrooge's heart and it's changed him and it's warmed him and now he's giving away turkeys left, right and centre. But he's been reclaimed by Christmas. But Zacchaeus wasn't reclaimed by Christmas. He was reclaimed by Christ. And so are you. And so am I. Uh, You know, Zacchaeus was a short man like Rick, but, but, but he was a beautiful man like Rick. Um, he, was a, he, was, he was a beautiful man made in the image of God. But that image had been warped and twisted and crushed down by covetousness and gripped by greed and and battered and bruised by the hostility and the hatred of all those other people towards him that image of God had been completely wrenched apart but Zacchaeus was reclaimed by Christ he was won back he was restored he was reclaimed by Christ for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost it's why Jesus came it's why he was born seeking saving reclaiming lost people is that you today have you wandered far from God well Jesus came into this world for people like you that's why he came to seek and to save the lost, those who have wandered far from God, will you receive him? You know, will, you, will the door of your heart be opened to the Lord Jesus this Christmas time? I guess for many of us, because this is Jesus' heartbeat, it's ours too, isn't it? Because it's the aim of his game. It's the aim of our game to see lost people sought and saved and reclaimed. It's why he came. It's what he came to do. And it's what he does today, isn't it? It's what he continues to do today, to bring lost people home. We have been reclaimed by Christ. And so we long that others will be too. Man of sorrows, what a name for the Son of God who came, ruined sinners to reclaim. Hallelujah. What a saviour. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that the Lord Jesus did not hold back from hurling himself into our world of sin, from coming to live amongst people who have wandered far from you, people like us. And Father, we thank you that he came to seek and to save and to reclaim the lost. We thank you for this incident in his life with Zacchaeus. What a transformation. And Father, we do pray that we would be transformed And that we would see men and women, boys and girls, sought, saved, reclaimed and following the Lord Jesus. For we ask in his name. Amen.